Shalom brothers and sisters, Amanda here. I pray that you all are doing well and having a very blessed day. Praise Yah for another day. You know, even though many of us are um, enduring trials and going through tough times and just a lot of, you know, seasons of, of challenges, um, there is scripture in the Psalms that says this is the day that Yahuwah has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. So that is what I have been trying to do every day. I've been challenging myself to continue to have joy and just to thank you for another day, whether that day is full of hardships or um, a day full of blessings or a day of rest or whatever kind of day it might be. Um, just trying to rejoice and to just continue to have joy and uh, reflect joy to my family and friends and things like that. So praise you all right, so I feel led to share some more things that are on my heart and some things that I have been studying in the scriptures. So this word, um, to be honest with you, I don't even know what I'm going to title it. Obviously, by the time y'all hear it, there's going to be a title. <laughs> but um, this word is going to be all over the place. Um, I just have different things to share. There isn't really like one topic for this episode. I'm just going to kind of be sharing uh, just different things and um, yeah. It's going to be kind of like a mix. Um, so, okay, I'm going to make a really corny joke, but if y'all are in the same age group I am, I don't know if you remember um, growing up when we still had cassettes and stuff, like we would make mixtapes. <laughs> I remember this so much because I did this, I did this all the time. Um, and a mixtape basically was just had a bunch of different things on it, different songs, different, you know, types of songs and things like that. So I guess this is kind of a mixed episode, I guess, if you will. Um, it's just going to have a little bit of everything on here. So um, I want to talk about briefly, again, about counterfeit relationships or situations, because I actually came across um, some scripture the other day when I was reading in the book of Proverbs. So every day, um, I read in the Psalms and the Proverbs. So what's really neat about the book of Proverbs for anybody that um, hasn't done this, I would encourage you to tr give it a try. But every month I read the book of Proverbs. So there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And typically there's, there's 30 days on average in a month. And we have what, four or five months that have 31 days. And so what I like to do is I like to read a proverb a day. Um, and then with Psalms, obviously there's 150 Psalms, but I love to read Psalms and just with the uh, season and trial that we have been in, Psalms has just been my go-to uh, lately. It's just been super comforting and just really helpful. So, but if anybody wants to really dive into the book of Proverbs, I would really encourage you to um, actually, I'm going to make it a challenge. I have, I have a couple of challenges for you all today. <laughs> um, I gave you all a challenge uh, a few days ago, or whenever it was that I recorded these episodes. Um, becoming a linenite and a millenite, I gave you all a challenge to try out linen and to try out milling your own flour or your own grain to make flour. So um, I'm giving you another challenge and I have one more. Um, I challenge you to read a chapter out of Proverbs every day for a whole month and see if that has blessed you and just really helped you um, to understand much more of what goes on in life and how to apply it in your life. So um, also read Psalms. Read Psalms as much as you can as well. So 
But anyways, I'm going to be talking a bit about um, counterfeit relationships. And, you know, I realized that as I have read in the book of Proverbs already, I mean, every month this year, um, I noticed that King Solomon, who is the son of David, King David, he actually spoke a lot um, about counterfeit situations. And the book of Proverbs also talks a lot about like um, narcissism and things like things that I never realized that scriptures talk about. And, you know, every time I saw him talking about a strange woman or, you know, things like that, I'm like, he's talking about counterfeit relationships. Like, you know, for those of you who've been following my podcast from the beginning or quite a bit, you know, I I have talked a lot about counterfeit relationships because it has been one of the main ways that Satan tries to stop um, a marriage ordained by Yah. And one of the the ways and not even one of the ways it's the it's the way that that he does this is he often goes after the men and the men are typically the ones that fall into these counterfeit relationships um i have seen it a lot um with people that i know i have heard about it a lot and it's happened in my own life um believe it or not even though i'm a woman but i actually got caught up in a counterfeit relationship I've shared this uh, before uh, in regards to my first son's father, my older son's father. Um, That was a counterfeit relationship. And my husband was also in a counterfeit relationship for years, um, on and off with the same person. Um, And so I see how Satan operates with this whole thing. And this is why in my in my podcast, I talk a lot about counterfeit situations and it doesn't just imply to relationships. It can also, um, imply to, um, or I guess I should say apply to lifestyles, uh, careers. I mean, it can really be any area of your life that we can fall into things that are not for us. So counterfeit meaning, you know, the definition of counterfeit, and I'm not reading this straight from the dictionary, but just how I can explain it is it looks and seems and feels like the real thing, but it's not. Um, And so how we would apply it to those of us that are believers is, you know, a counterfeit situation is anything really that is outside of of Yahuwah's will for your life, his plans for you. And um, often what I've noticed is two things. Number one, if if you kind of stray away and go into your own free will, you're going to be in a lot of counterfeit situations because again, they are things that Yahuwah has not intended for you. So, um, it becomes counterfeit, you know, it it becomes things that eventually just come crumbling apart. But I've noticed that Satan definitely uses this tactic to really hook somebody and, and bind them, you know, bind them up, keep them bound. And I've noticed that he does that by way of relationships, especially with you know, things like sexual sin being such a huge thing in our culture today. You know, a lot of people are just, you know, sleeping with whoever they want. They're, they're, you know, there's a lot of what they call one night stands. There's a lot of friends with benefits going on. There's a lot of, um, no commitment, but all sex, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of these things going on and this is how the enemy is able to, you know, bait and trap, um, a lot of people now, men and women, but I've noticed that he targets men more in these situations because I've noticed that it's it's men that mostly fall into these counterfeit situations with these women. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, and I'm I'm a woman, obviously, and I'm saying this, this is coming from me, but 
there's even there's this book called the 12 uh, the testament of the 12 patriarchs and it has to do with each son of jacob which we know as as a tribe of israel um they share with their families you know things that they've learned and i'll never forget that reuben talked about the dangers of women you know strange women and how you know they would trap a man and things like that and just completely ruin a man's life and you know i see that so much today unfortunately there are a lot of women out there that would fall under these strange women categories and um or even a jezebel right like a, like that jezebel spirit you know and uh where they manipulate they they seduce they lie they use whatever they can to trap a man like money or children you know like they'll you know uh, they'll tell the man they want to get pregnant, you know, and, and to try to trap him or trap him with his money or, you know, lies or threats, you know, like they're like women can really have a very, very negative and dangerous effect on men. And if I have any men listening, this is the message that I want to portray to you today is that this is why it's so important that you are careful that you wait on Yahuwah uh, to enter into a relationship that you pray about it, you know, because listen, all it takes is, is a flirt, a date, um, uh, a one night stand, you know, uh, a time with that. I mean, it doesn't take much to trap, to be trapped. And this is what I'm actually getting ready to read from the scriptures. Um, I'm going to read a little bit from Proverbs chapter five and then chapter seven. Chapter seven is the one that really explains what happens to a man when he falls prey to these traps that these women set. And this is what has been going on, as you can see, for centuries. I mean, King Solomon wrote about it, right? And it's still happening today. And of course, it can happen to women as well. But again, the reason why I'm, I'm saying it this way is because number one, King Solomon addressed sons, right? Not daughters. And also because I personally have seen this happen to more men than it has women. And y'all, this is why there are sisters out there right now that are still waiting for their husbands that Yah ordained for them because their husbands are stuck in a counterfeit situation, right? Their husbands got involved with a strange woman. They got, you know, baited and trapped and now they're stuck. They're bound because they either married this woman or you know, this woman, um, is, is, uh, threatening him or manipulating him, or he's had children by this woman. And now it's not that easy to get out of. I mean, I hate to bring up Hollywood because I want nothing to do with that. But I even think about, and I talked about this briefly before, I even think about certain movies that they've come out with, like the movie Obsession, um, or the movie, um, oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it. How can I forget the name of it? Fatal Attraction. <laughs> and I think they just redid that movie too, from my understanding. When Or they made it into a series or something like that. I don't know. But when I look at stuff like this, even Hollywood knows, like, this is, this is typically what happens is these men fall for these things. It's usually sexual temptation. And then they end up in hell. Okay. They, they end up, their lives completely ruined. Okay, especially if, if, if it's adultery, you know, if the man is married and he has fallen prey to a strange woman or if the man is single. So whether whether single or married, it's going to absolutely devastate this this individual. You know what I'm saying? Like this is such a dangerous trap. And this is why I caution men, you know, like the, in the same way that women 
are praying and waiting on Yah, men need to pray and wait on Yah as well when it comes to marriage, when it comes to relationship. You know, you can't just go go to a bar looking for a woman. You can't just go looking in clubs or online or in social media and, you know, because you've been alone for X amount of time or please don't do that. It's so dangerous. And the outcome ends up being these counterfeit relationships and these counterfeit relationships, 90, I want to say 96% of the time are toxic. Okay. Nothing good comes from them. And again, if, if you are a believer and Yah has, you know, these plans for your life that, that he wants for you, you're, you're delaying everything that he's trying to do in your life because now you've, you've bound yourself, right? Or you've allowed Satan to bind you into this, uh, relationship. Now you've heard me say that any kind of relationships are not valid in Yah's eyes. The problem is, is that there's a spiritual attack behind these things that now you have to break away from. So it's not valid in Yah's eyes. However, these are now ungodly soul ties you've created with this person, not to mention the fact whatever physical circumstances are now in place, whether it's that you two went ahead and shacked up together, you moved in together, now you got to figure out living arrangements, or um, you've had a child or children together, and now you've got to figure that all that out. Um, or this person has become obsessed with you. Let me tell you something. In the same way I just mentioned the movies, Obsession and Fatal Attraction and things like that. I don't know if you all have ever seen them. I unfortunately did way back in those times before I became convicted about a lot of what's on all the garbage that's on TV. Um, Listen, people can become obsessed and it can become very, very dangerous and very toxic. You know, uh, people get to the point of stalking. People get to the point of making threats. and, And listen, this is what these strange women are all about. Okay, most of them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's dangerous, you know, or they'll play those games like if you have a child together, or kids together, they'll they'll try to keep your kids from you or threaten you with the kids or you know, say you can't see them or like it just makes your life so so bad. I mean, it literally destroys your life. And I have had men reach out to me, not many, um probably out of respect, but I have had men reach out to me and say my life has been ruined by a counterfeit situation and this is where my life is now or you know I know this person isn't for me but because I got involved it's keeping me from my my yacht ordained wife it's keeping me from my rib and yes that's exactly what it's doing brothers it is keeping you from your rib sisters if you are experiencing delay in stepping into your yacht ordained marriage I want to say that probably 80% is because your man is stuck in a counterfeit situation It may not necessarily be a relationship, but it could still be an ongoing situation. I've seen it, y'all. I've I've seen it. I've heard of it. I see it go on on social media when I had social media. I've seen what this does. It's just, it's not good, brothers and sisters. It's not good. Please, if you are single, no matter if if you've been in a relationship before, whether you've had children, whether you've been married before, now you're divorced, no matter what, please, if you're single, please, please, please pray and wait on Yahuwah for your spouse, okay? If you are, um, well, actually, no, that's all it pertains to. For those of you that are single, <laughs> I was going to say if you're married. Well, if you're married, you're already in your yard day marriage. Um, if you are in, if you are currently in a counterfeit situation or relationship, um, I would highly encourage you to pray and seek Yah for help. I would encourage you to listen to all of my counterfeit episodes that I have on here. Um 
and just and pray and ask Yahuwah to deliver you if that's his will. Because honestly, it's not good. It's, it's going to destroy your life if it hasn't already. Um, and it's keeping you from the things that Yah does have for you. And not just your marriage, but your purpose, maybe your ministry, if that's what he has for you. Remember, I said in one of the episodes, I said that a man or a woman, but since we're, we're more talking about men here, a man can only go so far in his life. And oftentimes these men will know that something is wrong because they feel like no matter what they do, they can't become successful. They can't go far. They can't like they feel like they've wasted their life. And more than likely, it's because one of the choices they've made, they haven't prayed and asked Yah uh, to lead and guide them and to show them where they're to be at. Two, it's probably the woman next to them or the woman they're involved with. Because remember, y'all, that I've explained this. The whole thing with Yaradi marriages is there's purpose attached to each one of these marriages that he ordains. There's a reason why he puts you together with your spouse. There's a reason why he put Ryan with Megan. Okay, there's a reason why those he ordained those two to come together, for example. Because there's purpose attached to it. You're going to help one another serve Yah and serve each other and and whatever plans that Yah has in regards to that marriage. But remember, it all has to do with purpose. So when you're a man that has a counterfeit woman next to you or a strange woman next to you, you're not going to be able to walk fully in that calling or at all. If you're a woman that has a counterfeit man next to you, you're not going to be able to walk fully in your calling. It's really as simple as that, meaning like it's not that difficult to understand. And I, I've i seen so many people cry out to Yah, like, Yah, why is my life the way it is? Like, why can't I move forward? Why am I stuck? Why is this relationship so toxic? Why is this, that, and the next thing? Because you have gotten involved with somebody that you were not supposed to be with. And let me tell you something, a counterfeit person, whether male or female, they might be toxic, okay? They might have some flaws. They might have become unhealthy in terms of maybe obsessed or maybe manipulating or something like that. That's not good. This person needs prayers. However, I will say that these people are not necessarily wicked people. Okay. They're not bad people. They're just people that got bound and caught and trapped just like you did or just like the next person. Right? So, you know, they're not wicked people per se, unless you really did get involved with somebody who has wickedness within them. And that can happen. Absolutely. This, this world sadly is full of a bunch of evil people, you know, and, and listen again, Hollywood has portrayed it very well. How many movies and shows have we all probably seen throughout our life where it's portrayed, you know, or even the news where people are getting involved with people who, who harm them or kill them or, you know what I mean? Like, We live in a very wicked world, in a very scary world, and we need to be careful. And so whoever is listening to this, whoever will listen to this episode, I am urging you, if you are single, to please pray and wait on Yah for your spouse if he's calling you to marriage, okay? If you are already involved in a counterfeit relationship and you know this is a counterfeit situation relationship, pray. I urge you to pray and ask Yahuwah to deliver you, but first repent. I forgot to say that earlier. You need to repent. Because if you're in a counterfeit relationship, more than likely you're sleeping with this person. This person is not your spouse, which means you are committing adultery. No matter if you've been with this person three months, nine months, or nine years, on and off. You have to repent, okay? Because it's sin. And ask, then, then turn away from it and ask Yahuwah to deliver you from it. That's the best advice that I can give concerning that. 
All right, so I want to read um, from the scripture. So I'm going to read first from Proverbs chapter 5, and then I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 7. So in chapter 5, there's just a portion that I want to read. And in chapter 7 is where it really talks about the strange woman, so counterfeit situations, all right? So in Proverbs chapter 5, I'm going to start at um, verse 15. So it says, Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad or rivers of water in the streets, let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be Baruch, blessed, and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a pleasant doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and be captivated by her love always. For why should you, my son, be captivated by a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? So I'm going to stop there. But verse 21, I will say this. It says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of Yahuwah, and he considers all his paths. And then the wicked is entrapped in his own wickedness. Okay, so I want to just break this down real quick and explain this. So when it says to drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well, and then he says, should your springs be scattered abroad and rivers of water in the streets, let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Okay, so I want to stop there and just kind of, you know, explain that real quick, expand on that. So basically what he's saying is, you know, it kind of almost implies to like the best way I can explain it is men that just kind of give themselves away freely. You know, you're you're out looking around all the time for women. You're you're trying to you know talk with them and you know get their attention and you know or or maybe you know listen. There's a difference in being kind and compassion towards brothers and sisters, but when you're only doing it with women and you're doing it in the hopes to like. I guess, score, as to say, um, you know, this is not good. You know, when he says, you know, to drink water from your cistern and running water from your own well, should your springs be scattered abroad? You can even almost say, like these men who were going around, okay, I'm even going to go as far as say this, these men that are going around sleeping with women, not using protection. Now listen, I'm against protection. I'm against birth control. I believe that we are to be fruitful. And that's another message in this um, in this episode today, briefly, I know I've talked about it a lot, but I feel let's talk about it again. But when you are going around and committing adultery, you are spreading your seed everywhere. And you are basically like your streams are scattered abroad. Really, when you think about it, because think about it, it's it's seed, but it's also in a fluid, right? So you could think of it as that, right? It's it's almost like rivers of life, so to speak, because it's it's seed. It's what gives life. And men who are going around and doing this, this is what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because then he goes on to say, let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Then he says, let your fountain, okay, so going back to the seed, if you will, be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. So meaning you should only be with that one woman, that the, the wife that Yahweh has ordained for you and your water or your rivers, or your seed, or however you want to put it, that should only be with your wife. That should only be with your wife. And then he says, um, 
A loving deer in a pleasant doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and be captivated by her love always. So obviously he says here, and this always used to intrigue me, where he says, let her breast satisfy you at all time. I'm thinking, okay, is he referring to like nursing your husband? Like what's going on here? Um, and no, what, what he's actually referring to is husbands receive nurturing from their wives okay so i think the reason why solomon puts it as breasts is because when you think about it when a woman has a child majority of the time at least this is how it should be or for those that can um the mother will nurse the baby from her breasts right so she will nurse the child um until he's weaned and that provides nutrients for the child so i think what solomon was trying to explain or imply is that husbands receive nutrients right or or not nutrients but nurturing from their wives that everything that you need husbands comes from your wives it it doesn't come from strange women and going around and flirting and this and that and the next thing and you know, and just putting yourself out there all over the place, right? He's saying that it should only be with your wife. He says, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Okay. A loving deer and a pleasant doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and be captivated by her love. Always receive from your wife what she has for you. Everything that you need, your wife has. You know, and I've talked about this many, many times in past episodes. Husbands, everything that your wife, your yacht ordained wife has is enough for you, is sufficient. And be captivated by her love always. Because then he goes on to say, for why should you, my son, be captivated by a strange woman? So this is how I know that everything starting at verse 15, the drink water from Yonsa Stern, this is how I know this is what Solomon is referring to. Because he says... He says, for why should you, my son, be captivated by a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? You know, so, I mean, there you have it right there. You know what I'm saying? Solomon is saying that your wife, your Yah ordained wife, the wife that Yah has given you, your rib, is, is, has everything that you need. She will be able to provide like the the nurturing that you need, right? Because husbands provide for their wives. Wives provide for their husbands in different ways. And it's the the everything that a husband needs. You know, I, I think I was even talking about one time, I can't remember what episode it was, about being there for your husband. If like he comes home, he has a bad day, you know, and he wants to talk about it. Well, give him your undivided attention and, and listen to what he says and talk with him. If he just wants to sit there and lay his head like on your bosom, like on your breast, right? Like almost kind of like a little child, you know, because they just want to be held, right? They want to have that that nurturing. Sisters, believe it or not, husbands, full-grown men need that nurturing. Now, I'm not saying be their mothers, okay? That's a totally different thing. But you can actually provide the comfort and nurturing that your husband needs okay and i believe that's what solomon's referring to when he says let her breast satisfy you at all times because literally the first time i read this when i was studying about marriage stuff i said okay is he saying you know like you know men are supposed to like you know and please understand i'm not trying to be inappropriate but literally this was my thought like is he saying that you know which let's be real we're all adults here we've talked about intimacy i mean a lot of men do enjoy doing stuff like that right that is a part of intimacy right the the breasts are not just for nurturing our children but they're also 
you know, involved in acts of intimacy as well. But I believe that's why Solomon was was using that. And he was referring to a wife being able to provide, you know, comfort and nurture to her husband. And that that comfort and nurturing and love is sufficient for that husband to where he shouldn't have to go out and look and, and get involved with strange women. Okay, so that's that's what I've gathered from that scripture. Now I want to go ahead and read from chapter seven. So this this also speaks of a strange woman. Okay, so he says, my son, guard my words and treasure up my commands with you. Guard my commands and live and my Torah as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding a close friend. To guard you against a strange woman, against a foreigner who flatters with her words. So again, we're talking about guard yourself, keep yourself away from falling into temptation. Because remember, this is one of the biggest things that the enemy uses. This is one of the biggest tactics he uses, especially towards men, to bind you up and destroy your life. Okay, to completely destroy your life. Okay, verse six, for at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice and I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths a young man lacking heart, passing through the street near her corner and he went the way to her house. Now, he says a young man lacking heart because I believe he's referring to, you know, if a man is walking around feeling empty, he's desperate, he's lonely, he feels like he has nothing going on in his life, you know, he's just empty. He's just kind of walking around like as a shell. Men like this, this is where Satan will target these men because he knows like they are, um, I don't want to say weak, but they are vulnerable. Okay. They're vulnerable. So this is what happens a lot of times. This is how the enemy's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to get him with this trap by doing, I'm going to tempt him. And, and sometimes it's not temptation with a woman. Sometimes it's temptation with alcohol. It could be temptation with drugs. It could be temptation, uh, with food to overeat gluttony, um, it could be temptation to gamble, to view pornography. I mean, there's so many different temptations, right? Um, but this episode is, is, is mainly about, you know, counterfeit situations. So that's what we're going to go with. Okay. So he goes on to say in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and look, a woman met him dressed like a whore with a hidden heart. Now, obviously a lot of these counterfeit situations, a lot of these people aren't going to look obvious. You know, a lot of these uh, people are going to look, you know, sweet and innocent and uh, normal. And you know what I mean? Like a lot of times it, it's just attraction, the sexual attraction that or the chemistry that um, comes up. Because remember, the enemy is crafty and he's deceptive. So he's going to make things look like it's from Yah and it's not. OK, so keep that in mind. OK, verse 11. She was boisterous and stubborn. Her feet did not stay at her own house. Now in the street and now in the square and at every corner she lurks. And she took hold of him and kissed him. And she hardened her face and said to him, Peace offerings are with me. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore I came out to meet you. To earnestly seek your face and I found you. I have spread my bed with coverings, colored linen, covered, sorry, let me read that again. I have spread my bed with coverings, colored linens of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is Egypt in, in Hebrew. Verse 17, I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Then she says, come, let us take our fill of love until morning. So she's enticing this man. She's trapping him. She's saying, hey, look, I'm by myself. My husband's not here, which I'm getting ready to read that here in a minute. You know, I've got 
my place nice and neat and I've got my my bed all set to go and you know with these beautiful linens and I've sprinkled it with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon and then she's like come on let's let's go make love let's make love all night long is what she's saying to this man okay she says come let us take our fill of love until morning so she's like let's let's make love all night is what she's saying then she says let us delight ourselves with love for my husband is not at home he has gone on a long journey so again remember these kind of situations can have to do with adultery where one or both are married um and for some both are single but they're not supposed to be together okay so it can go either way um both are as equally dangerous and bad okay so she says for my husband is not at home he has gone on a long journey he took a bag of silver with him he comes home on the day of the covering with her many words she leads him astray so this man falls for it he's like okay this woman is nice looking she's she's come to me she's expressed that she wants to make love all night her husband is gone she's got her place all set up ready to go she's got this romantic atmosphere going on he, he falls for it because like solomon said in the beginning he lacks heart he's a man that lacks heart he's walking around you know just a shell or, or something's wrong or maybe he just has no wisdom he's not you know following in the ways of yah you know and i'm going to give you another example too about this in just a second let me finish this so with her many words she leads him astray with her smooth lips she seduces him he goes after her immediately like an ox he goes to the slaughter and as in chains a fool to the punishment till an arrow strikes through his liver like a bird rushing into a snare and did not know it would take his life okay it would destroy his life it would ruin him and now listen to me you children pay attention to the words of my mouth do not let your heart turn aside to her ways do not go astray in her paths for many are the wounded she has caused to fall and numerous all and numerous all her slain ones her house is the way to the grave going down to the rooms of death so again you know individuals that get caught up in these kind of situations and listen i was somebody that did as well and it did ruin my life praise yahuwah he delivered me and he gave me grace he forgave me and he gave me grace right but i wanted to share this with y'all because um yeah i mean it's no joke y'all like this is why i talk a lot about counterfeit situations in my podcast because it's it's that serious and not only is that serious but this is a lot of the reason why so many people have ended up in wrong marriages or relationships or why they're delayed from entering into their marriage that yahuwah has has for them you know many of them are like what's going on where is my spouse where is you know what i'm saying so it's just not good um i'm gonna try to quickly look for i wasn't planning on reading this but it just came to me as i was reading that those scriptures to you um let's see so I want to I want to share about what happened with Joseph and Joseph the Joseph I'm referring to um, is uh, is Jacob's son Joseph when he was sold into slavery and then he ends up serving a family in, in Egypt and the the wife pursues him sexually. So let me just find that real quick because I want to read how Joseph handled this because this is how any men that I have listening, this is how you need to go about this. You need to walk in the ways of, of Yah. 
Um, okay, right here, verse, or verse, <laughs> chapter 39. Okay, let me go ahead and read this real quick. Um, actually, I hope this is, yeah, okay. So, where should I start? Um, I'm sorry, y'all give me just, okay, I'll just start in the beginning. Okay, and Joseph had been taken down to Mitzrayim, which is, again, is uh, Hebrew for Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, a Mitzrayim, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And it came to be that Yahuwah was with Joseph and he became a prosperous man and was in the house of his master, the, mis- the, the Egyptian, the Mishrite. And his master saw that Yahuwah was with him and that Yahuwah made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his eyes and served him and he appointed him over his house and gave into his hand all that he had. And it came to be from the, from the time that he appointed him over his house and all that he had, that Yahuwah Barak the Mitzrite's house for Joseph's sake. And the Barakah, which is Hebrew for blessing, of Yahuwah, was on all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left in Joseph's, Joseph's hand all that he had, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. And Joseph was handsome in form and handsome appearance. And after these events, it came to be that his master's wife lifted up her eyes to Joseph and said, lie with me. So she's attracted to Joseph. It says clearly Joseph was a handsome man. And this woman is married. And Joseph, I think, was 17 or 18 years old, if I remember correctly. And she's so attracted to him that she's like, hey, come come sleep with me. You know, like she wanted Joseph. Okay. Now listen to how Joseph handles this. Remember, he's young. He's like 17 years old, I believe. Verse eight, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master, her husband, does not know what is with me in the house. And he, he has given into my hand all that he has, meaning he's, he trusts me. He trusts me with his home. He trusts me with you, his family. You know, how could I do such thing? So he says in verse nine, no one is greater in this house than I, and he has not withheld whatever from me, but you, because you are his wife. And how shall I do this great evil and sin against Elohim? So this is a 17 year old Hebrew that knows that it's wrong to commit adultery, right? It's wrong to get caught up with a strange woman, a counterfeit situation, because this is obviously not his wife. This is already, this is another man's wife. So again, remember, as I said earlier, there's two different scenarios. There's those that are already married. One is married or both are married or they're both single, but it's still adultery because it's not your spouse. This isn't your spouse that Yahuwah ordained you to be with. Okay. And because it's kind of a relationship, it ends up being toxic and it ends up destroying both people's lives. Really? I mean, it's not just the one it's, it destroys both people. Okay. So he says, you know, you are his wife, and how shall I do this great evil and sin against Elohim? And it came to be as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not listen to her, to lie with her, to be with her. This woman went after him for days, like day after day, she kept going to him, come, come lie with me, sleep with me. This is how bad, like you want to talk about the movie Obsession or Fatal Attraction. This is some obsession slash fatal attraction stuff right here. Like this is how bad she wanted to be with him and not just to to be with him like be with him like talk with him to sleep with him to have sex with him like this is how bad she wanted him talks about talk about toxicity and obsession okay all right so um and it came to be on a certain day 
when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house were inside, that she, the wife of the master, caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment and and or he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. This man, this young man, okay, because again, he was all of 17, 18 years old, literally fled from this woman. He every day on a daily basis would reject this woman and tell her, no, I cannot commit that kind of sin. I cannot do that. Day by day for I don't know how long because it doesn't say for how long. It could have been a month. It could have been two months, three months. I don't know how long it went on. But this young man literally fled from this woman. Okay, he left his garment and fled. And you know what ended up happening to Joseph? He ended up going to jail because... Uh, the wife then made a claim on him that, you know, that, you know, Joseph, you know, forced himself on her, tried to make a pass at her or whatever, even though it was her that was constantly after him. And he constantly said no. And the reason why I'm sharing that, okay, is because you men that are, you know, children of Yah, that you are following Yahweh's will for your life. This is how you need to be. You need to keep your eyes from looking at strange women. I know it's hard. I know there's sexual temptation everywhere in this world. I know that many women walk around dressed provocatively and it's hard. But when you are following in the ways of Yah, when you are trusting in Him, He will help you, okay? I mean, listen, I, I have seen men, it's rare, but I have I have seen men where as soon as they see a woman that is not their wife, whether they're single or they're married, they will divert their eyes. You know, they'll look down, they'll look away. You know what I mean? I mean, they have that control. Pray for self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So pray for that. Ask Yahweh to help you with that if you are someone that gives an easy to this kind of temptation. Okay? And be like Joseph. Okay? You know, if, if a woman comes up to you that you know this woman is a strange woman or you know that she's just after one thing, you know she's not your wife. Now I'm talking to single men. Do as Joseph did, okay? Say, no, thank you. Please do not give in because you're like, eh, what's one night going to hurt? What's one time going to hurt? Oh, trust me. It can destroy your whole life, okay? It can destroy your whole life. Not to mention that spiritually, you are creating an ungodly soul tie with this person. Remember that intimacy is the most like, it's the closest you can ever be to another human being. This is why Yahuwah ordained it and created it for only marriage. So please, if I have any men listening, please be a Joseph. Okay, be a Joseph. And again, this young, this man was all of 17, 18 years old when he was sold into slavery and ended up being, uh, you know, serving that, that Egyptian family. He was a teen. And you know why he was able to do that? Because he walked in Yah's ways and he, he was brought up with following the ways of Yah. He knew it was a sin. He knew that it could destroy his life. He knew that it, that it, that it would. And this is what I'm trying to, to explain to, to everybody that's following this podcast. Why I talk about counterfeit situations so much. Because it is the d- demise of so many individuals men and women, but mostly men. It also is what delays a lot of what Yah wants to do in many people's lives, um, having to do with marriage and family. You know, and I made, I even made an episode, um, I can't remember, I think it was about a month ago. It wasn't too long ago. Um, It was a a word, an, an urgent word that I wanted to share for those that had had children 
in counterfeit relationships. And it wasn't me saying anything. Listen, all children are a blessing from Yah. It wasn't me saying like, oh, you know, like, no. Uh, what, I, what I was saying is that these children are going to have harder lives. You know what I'm saying? This is another thing. This is another aspect of these counterfeit relationships. You got to think about if you make a child with this person, this counterfeit person, okay, this child comes into the world. They didn't ask to be born, okay? They come into the world. Their lives are going to be affected because more than likely they're going to be born into either a toxic relationship, a toxic household, toxic marriage, right? Or they're going to grow up visiting their parents in different houses because they're split up. I mean, there's so many ways that a counterfeit relationship that have that have children involved, how it can affect them. Not to mention how it affects you as their parent. Believe me, I can say this because I lived this. I have a child from a counterfeit situation. And he is he is everything to me. He is an incredible blessing. But it's, it's been hard on him and it's been hard on me. It was hard for me as a, as a single mom trying to take care of him and raise him all by myself. It was hard on him to not have a father figure around. You know what I mean? Like, y'all, it, it doesn't just have to do with us. These, these children that come in from these unions, these, these uh, I don't even want to call it a union, but in, from these counterfeit relationships, think about how it affects these children or that child. You know what I mean? So... Y'all read your scriptures. I I made uh, an episode just a few days ago saying that if anybody needed a Bible, uh, a physical copy of the scriptures, and if you feel led to start wearing Z-Seats, please let me know. I can make you a pair of Z-Seats, and I will do my very best to get you a copy of the scriptures, physical copy. Um, if you haven't heard the episode, I recommend or encourage you to do so. Uh, I explain a little bit more about why I feel that everybody should have a physical copy of the scriptures. Uh, Speaking of which, just want to share something that's, you know, just really has been nice, especially through this trial. Um, There's been so much going on and many people have blessed us, but this gift was an incredible gift because um, I was gifted a waterproof Bible scriptures. And it is like so amazing. I was so excited and intrigued by this thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can wet it. I can spill stuff on it. Although I felt so strange doing that to the word of Yah. But I took it, uh, I took a bath last night and I took it in there with me. And it was just so amazing to be able to do that and not worry about it again ruined or going to the lake or going to a creek or whatever. And, you know, just taking it everywhere with us and, you know, being able to have the word of Yah like that and not have to worry about you know, anything happening to it. It's just been one of the best things that I've been gifted and I'm so thankful for it. Um, so yeah, I just want to share that. Um, if you want a water waterproof Bible and you want Hebrew version, um, definitely check out Hallelujah Scriptures. They have, um, I love the translation. It's my favorite. Um, and they have different editions, but the waterproof one is amazing. And I would highly encourage if you um, have the way to do it, if Yahoo makes a way, definitely get you a copy to have for you or for you and your family because it's just awesome and it's awesome to like be able to wet a book and not have to worry about it you know it's just I don't know I found that so interesting so anyways I am running out of time I want to share the other thing that I wanted to share and I said this was going to be all over the place and it ended up being in one topic which was the counterfeit relationships um but I did want to share a couple of things so Y'all, the first commandment that Yah gave husband and wife, I know, I know I've talked about this quite a bit. 
Uh, it's something that's really been on my heart that I feel led to just keep saying and encouraging y'all. Genesis, is it 128 or 228? I always forget which which it is. I'm trying to get better at memorizing scriptures. I really, really am. That's like my ultimate goal. Um, let's see here. Yes, Genesis 128. Be fruitful and multiply. Y'all, my friends Nathan and Chelsea, and I, I've mentioned them uh, quite a bit throughout my podcast, they did this challenge. So this is the other challenge that I'm going to give you guys, and I'm, I'm passing it from my friends. Now, they did this challenge last year, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to share it. This is the other challenge I'm giving you all. I've given you a Millenite challenge, a Linenite challenge. I just gave you a challenge to read the uh, chapter of Proverbs every day. Now I'm going to give you a challenge that has to do with intimacy, okay? I may or may not have mentioned this in one of the intimacy episodes. I don't think I have. If I have, I apologize. Um, 40-day challenge, okay? 40-day challenge to be fruitful with your spouse. And what what do I mean by that? I mean that y'all need to be getting together, coming together every day for 40 days. Now, obviously within the span of those 40 days, there's going to be maybe a week or two total that you won't be able to because of that time for women. But outside of that, and for 40 days, to the best of your ability, that's your challenge. Because you know what? Honestly, like, again, intimacy is such a huge, important part of marriage. Um, It's an area that a lot of married couples struggle with. Um, It seems like intimacy and finances are the two main things that can really um, take a toll on marriage, it seems. But, um, y'all, 40 days. Take this challenge. As a matter of fact, I was talking about, like, trying different positions. You know, take this 40-day challenge to do that. Like, one day, try this. The next day, try that. And the next day, try that. You know what I mean? Like a 40-day challenge. Listen, even if, even if your husband works 12-hour days and he's exhausted when he comes home, if you're exhausted because you've been taking care of the house all day, make it a point. Challenge yourselves, okay? Because I know it can be hard with certain seasons of life. Uh, I have talked about that marriages just naturally have high frequencies of lovemaking and low frequencies of lovemaking. But I am challenging you to, in your high-frequency season of your marriage, to do this 40-day challenge with your spouse, okay? Make love every day for 40 days, okay? Every day. Do not skip. Again, I know there might be a week or two in there that your wife, obviously, will have that time of the month. Um, unless y'all have made a baby (laughs) during this challenge, Um, which this is, listen, this is the whole point of this, okay? Be fruitful and multiply. You're not only being fruitful with your spouse, but literally be fruitful. Make some babies, okay? Like seriously, y'all, that is, listen, that was the very first command given to husband and wife. Please stop going by you know, what this world is saying. Oh, we're overpopulated. Oh, kids are, you know, children are expensive. Oh, you know, I, I've explained this before in one of my, uh, I can't remember which episode it was where I have seen literally my own personal friends that have a large family that have several children that every time they go to the store, every time they go out somewhere, they get these really horrible comments and negative comments. And cause they have 
several children. And it's like, what has happened to our society, to our culture, that they are literally frowning upon the things that Yahuwah says is good and that he commands us to do. And and, and again, y'all, I have read it so many times lately. You know, Psalm, Psalm 127, Psalm 128. Psalm 127, Psalm 128, Genesis 128, which again is the very first commandment given to man to be fruitful and multiply. And then you've got, again, the scriptures in the Psalms. You know, I mean, look at what our culture is doing. You know, like, oh, you know, they're taking everything that Yah has ordained and said is good, and it's now bad in our society and culture. Y'all. Take this 40-day challenge, okay? You don't have to tell me about it. <laughs> None of my business. I don't need to know. That's between you and your, in, in your spouse. You know, you could just tell me you did it. Hey, we took the 40-day challenge. And I'm going to be like, praise y'all. <laughs> like, I'm going to be happy for y'all. Like, yes, 40-day challenge. 40-day challenge. Be fruitful with your spouse, okay? Do whatever you can. If if you already have children, if you, you work a lot, whatever, listen, make it work. This is the challenge. Okay. Make it work, you know, where you can make it fun. Um, like I said, try different things out each time, right. Or have a, you know, a date night too, you know, and, and throw that in there. Be fruitful with your spouse. 40 day challenge. Listen, I know they won't mind me sharing this. So my friends, Nathan and Chelsea, they did this challenge last year. They, they said on their channel, they were like, Hey, you know, all y'all out there married, 40-day challenge, be fruitful with your spouse, right? And can you believe that them, my friends Nathan and Chelsea, and I think two other two or three other couples, they all did the 40-day challenge, they all got pregnant. <laughs> so what does that tell you right there? Yahuwah's hand is just, it's there. He's like, yep, this is what y'all are supposed to be doing. Y'all be fruitful with your spouse. Be fruitful with your spouse and be fruitful in terms of having babies, making babies and having babies. Y'all, I'm serious. I'm not just saying this because I love children, okay? But I'm, I'm serious. This is a command that Yahuwah gave us. Let your marriage be fruitful in, in all ways, in your ministry, or whatever way that Yah's called you both to serve. Be fruitful with one another. Be fruitful in growing your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what... Yahuwah created us for aside from fellowshipping with him these are his gifts these are like this is what he's called us to do you know now is everybody called to that no not everybody's called to that those that are called to marriage and family this is your command be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it you know you understand what I'm saying like Satan has managed to attack all of these areas. He has managed to try to take away from individuals um, anything that Yahuwah is blessing his children with or is calling them to do. Can't you see that the enemy's fighting against that? You know, this is why so many people have problems. So many people are delayed. So many people are, are you know, set back or their marriages are suffering or, you know, couples are experiencing infertility, you know, and this and that and the next thing. Like all of these things, y'all, this is all a part of the enemy's plan. Don't let it happen to you. Keep walking in the ways of Yah, in the Torah, aka the Torah, okay? And the rest of the Bible, okay? I'm not saying I only follow the Torah. I follow the whole Bible, but we need to follow the Torah as well, okay? 
Walk in the Torah. Walk in the ways of Yah. Be obedient to His commandments. If you are married, be fruitful with your spouse in everything you all do together, including the marriage bed. Okay? Y'all should be like intimate as much as you can be. And I know you all are like, Amanda, that's like impossible. We're tired and we're this and we're that or, you know, whatever. Listen, pray. Pray. I've said this so many times. People are like, what? I can pray to y'all about lovemaking and this, that. Isn't that kind of? No. <laughs> he created it. He created it. He wants to help you in any problem that is, including that. But y'all should be in that marriage bed as often as you can be making babies. Okay. I know. <laughs> If I have any people on here listening to me that don't agree with anything I'm saying, I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. You know, because I know the comments that society and our culture make. You know, but listen, for those of you that don't believe me, I want to encourage you to unstick yourself from the world, from society, right? Unglue yourself from that and open up the scriptures if you're a believer, okay? If you're an unbeliever, obviously, you know, I'm going to pray for you. Um, But, you know, if you're a believer, open up the scriptures. Everything I'm telling you is there. It's all there. I'm not saying this because this is my personal opinion. I'm not saying this because I'm some nut job that, you know, really loves kids or really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying this for my personal. These things are in the scripture, brothers and sisters. Okay, they're there. They're there. If you don't believe me, look for yourselves. And pray about it. Take everything back to Yah in prayer. And let Him confirm it to you. Let let His Ruach, His Spirit, His Holy Spirit, convict you of it. You know what I mean? Like, let Him convict you of it. Man or woman shouldn't convince you. It should be Yah. You know what I mean? But I'm saying these things because as a vessel of Yah, I want to share these things. You know, I'm just sharing the Word of Yah because I love the Word of Yah. As I said in my last episode, I love the Word of Yah so much you know, and I just want to share it with people. And the capacity that y'all gave me to do that in the area he gave me to do that in is marriage and family. And that's why I talk about marriage and family. That's why this ministry is about marriage and family. Yah's way, not the world's way, not our way, his way. So y'all guard yourself from impure things, guard yourself from counterfeit relationships. And when you step into that marriage that Yah has ordained for you, when you are with Men, when you're with your rib, women, when you're with your Adam, be fruitful. Be fruitful with one another. Be fruitful in growing your family. Be fruitful in whatever ministry or purpose Yah has called you both to. Be fruitful. Be fruitful, okay? Have the 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 works of, of the Holy Spirit, right? The Ruach HaKodesh. Um, have the fruits, right? Again, fruits. Be fruitful. Fruits, okay? Don't have the works of the flesh. Don't walk in that, okay? be fruitful. All right. I love you all so much. I pray that this word was a blessing to you. I guess I wasn't so much all over the place. (laughs) I only talked about two things. I thought I was going to go into some other things. At this point, um, I'm just letting the Ruach lead me with this, with this ministry because I keep trying to put it aside and it keeps getting picked back up. So at this point, I'm just kind of sharing as, as, as I feel led, as he leads me to do so. Um, praise Yah, and I'm so thankful for that. So, all right, y'all, um, that is it. I'm going to leave you all with that. Many blessings and shalom to you and yours. I love you all so much, and I will talk with you next time. Shalom.